Bulletproof Radio, a state of high performance. You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. Everyone's talking about red light therapy beds and for good reason. There's a company called ARRC LED that's building an entirely new class of LED devices. ARRC LED beds integrate proprietary scanning technology and frequency protocols to shape the delivery of six different wavelengths in dose-optimized photobiomodulation. Yes, that's a lot of words. What it is, though, is that photobiomodulation improves the underlying energetics of the cells in your body. And those changes can benefit nearly every tissue and organ and system in your body. You change your cells and you change your life. For more information, visit ARRCLED.com. What if there was a way to level up your energy, get rid of stress, and take more control of your body? Welcome to Quantum Upgrade. This is a new technology that taps into quantum energy to help you feel amazing. Quantum Upgrade has a lot of different products that help protect you from EMF and help activate your body's natural healing abilities. You can expect better sleep, more resilience, less stress, and better blood flow. The cool thing about Quantum Upgrade is that the products are backed by a lot of heavy-duty scientific studies, and there's a new measurable upgrade. You can now use Quantum Upgrade to increase your consciousness levels between 1,400 and 2,200 on the Hawkins map of consciousness. If you don't know what that means, do some research because it's impressive, it's fun to learn about, and it's something that I've come to understand. Ready to try Quantum Upgrade? Visit quantumupgrade.io slash Dave for a seven-day free trial. Today's cool fact of the day is that within the next hundred years, scientists are predicting that grass pollen and allergens are going to increase by 202% due to climate change. That means you're going to want to manage that inflammation you have. Uh, on top of that, if you live in a city already, the odds are that the people who do landscaping work have elected to put only male trees in instead of female trees. So female trees make a mess on your car, they spit out seed pods, but male trees, when there are no female trees around, put out 10 times more pollen because they're trying to make the species survive. So there's good reason to have some of those sticky seed pods in your car because you'll probably sneeze less. What if there was a way to feel younger for longer? Well, there is. Your body needs something called the NAD plus molecule to help you age well. When you're young, your body makes a lot of NAD+, and that helps you make energy, it helps you keep your DNA healthy, absorb nutrients well, and it protects your cells from stress. But once you hit about 30, your NAD+, levels start to drop. The good news is that longevity scientists have found some things that can help, like niacin, niacinamide, and niagen. They help your body make more NAD+, even as you age. All three of these are in an amazing formula called Qualia NAD+. Check out Qualia NAD Plus risk-free for up to 100 days at neurohacker.com slash Dave15 to save an extra 15%. That's neurohacker.com slash Dave15, Qualia NAD Plus. It's what I use. Today, we're going to talk on Bulletproof Radio with two internationally recognized experts in the field of adaptogens. One of them is someone you know already, if you're a longtime listener, it's my friend, Dr. Tom O'Brien. And you heard about him on the show before because we've had an amazing conversation about gluten sensitivity and how it really, it's not just for people who have celiac disease, that there's really, really substantial reasons to pay attention to gluten in your diet, 
even if you don't have celiac disease. And uh, Tom has been on national media about this and has manufactured some supplements in that space. Um, you'll also find him running the Gluten-Free Summit. So he's a, a well-known guy who was just on the doctors.com. And today, though, we're not going to be talking about gluten nearly as much as you might expect because we're going to be talking about adaptogens, which are an herbal blend. I've taken adaptogens for about 15 years now, and it's an herbal blend that help you to manage stress. And our expert on the show, along with Tom, is Dan Moriarty. Dan is the founder of Sunhorse Energy, an adaptogen herb company, and Dan's studied adaptogenic herbs all over the world from the Alaskan wilderness all the way down to the jungles of South America. And he spent about 40 years doing this and putting together blends. So he's one of those guys whose entire life has been around, what do I do with adaptogens? What do I do with herbs? How do we use those to upgrade human performance? Um, I've had a chance to sit down with Dan and chat about this stuff uh, a couple of times. Um, I've used a couple of the different formulas that he's put together and they're really good adaptogen formulas. So I wanted to have I have him on to just introduce the concept of adaptogens to you as you're driving your cars, as you're listening today, uh, because these are something that belong in your stack of performance enhancing supplements. In a nutshell, for someone who doesn't know what an adaptogenic herb is, what are adaptogens? What do they do? If you want to hear a little history about this, it's quite interesting and it led to the question. Um, probably over 70 years ago now, if you start adding up the years, a fellow by the name of Nikolai Lazarov in Russia, under contract from the Russian government, he was tasked to find endemic, that means species that are existing in their land, endemic plants that would lend a, a sort of resistance in some factor to their military and also to their heavy workers, heavy uh, hard workers force that they had. So Mr. Lazarov went about uh, trying to do this. Now he started, uh, Dave, he started with a known herb. He started with ginseng. Now, ginseng, of course, we all know now is an adaptogen, but Nikolai Lazarov did not know what an adaptogen was. As a matter of fact, he's the one that coined the term after discovering what the properties were. So in this uh, effort that he put forth, he tested ginseng with real people. They don't, have, they don't test with rats, Dave, in Russia. They got plenty of people. They say, I need 50 people over <laughs> yeah, here. I need 50 people. Yeah, they, have, they have prisoners for that, right? They just got human studies right from the get-go. And so they put 50 people on ginseng and the other 50, of course, placebo, and then they work them to failure. Now, I'm not going to go into what failure represents here for just because of our listeners, but let's put it this way. They worked them hard. Crushing, crushing rocks kind of thing. Uh, it was very extreme. <laughs> and lo and behold, the people on ginseng, which once again is a famous adaptogen. Okay. The people on the ginseng, they were able to not only survive it, but actually maintain their conditioning. Uh, under really debilitating uh, conditions. So then, now that this has been established, Mr. Uh, Mr. Lazarov started to look in Russia for something that could do this because the Russians did not control the ginseng supply. They were looking for endemic herbs that they actually controlled within their sphere. So he started to go north. He looked all around. Uh, he absolutely had to talk to, and he had researchers with him. He had to talk to uh, uh, indigenous peoples. And what he came across was a plant called Eleuthera centicosis, which now is called Siberian ginseng. He came across that one first. And what he did was the same thing, 50 workers. And this guy, you know, once again, no rats here. These are real people. 50 people on Siberian ginseng. 
and 50 people on a placebo, and lo and behold, the same effect. The effect was that they were able to withstand the stresses and rigors that this test engendered on them. So now he goes, wow, I've got something here. Now the government wasn't happy. They go, great job, Nikolai, now find another one. Well, you know, let me say something, Dave. The class of herbs represented by adaptogens is very rare. Only one, it's been estimated, in 10,000 beneficial plants can actually fit the definition of adaptogens. So Nikolai had a big job here. He's now searching around Russia for some other plant that's endemic to Russia. And amazingly, which you know, a lot of botanists find this amazing, he finds another one. He finds Rhodiola rosea. And that's an amazing adaptogen in and of itself. So the bottom line, Dave, we'll go into the definitions. Mr. Lazarov actually coined the term adaptogen and then came up with three definitive definitional parts. Okay. And I'll try to state these quite simply. The first one, right off the bat, is that they're safe. They don't hurt anybody. You know, they're non-toxic. What that means for all the listeners out there is that barring allergic reactions, which anybody could be allergic to anything, uh, barring that, they're basically very, very safe and you can eat them and don't have any problems and across a broad spectrum of people, they're gonna have great effects. So non-toxic, that's the first thing. Second thing, this is very interesting, Dave, is that adaptogens have been known and discovered, especially since these 70 years has went by with the increases in technology and the ability to find out the actual workings of it. Adaptogens work at the cellular level. This is extremely critical because for our, all, of our, all of our listeners know this, we're made of cells. So anything that can affect the cellular integrity and functional cellular enhancement is what adaptogens would have to say, we would have to say that's what they do. So at the cellular level, they it help the cells themselves. That's the foundation of our whole physiology, resist stress, no matter where the stress is coming from. And the third thing, there's one other thing that has to be there to be an actual adaptogen, is they have to act in a way that harmonizes or balances the system, our human physiology. Imagine, uh, to make it easy to understand, just imagine an orchestra, you have a conductor. He brings one section up, he brings another section down. What, what's the purpose? It's to give the viewer, the listener, a better experience. Without the conductor, we just don't get that. Well, with adaptogens, it's the same thing. For all the people listening out there, what they will serve to do in our physiology is that they will help us to stay balanced, to stay harmonious. All our organ systems work together. Our brain chemistry will start to become more integrated with everything that we do. And the net effect, Dave, is that adaptogens help us feel like fantastic. I mean, you, you know, whatever a good day feels like, you know, whatever that is, it varies from person to person, of course. But whatever that feels like, that is the feeling that you will get when you put adaptogens and that class of herbs into your existence. One of the ways that I've described adaptogens, it goes back to actually to the Chinese side of adaptogen research, and I agree that Russians have done some some remarkable stuff. The older use of ginseng, in fact, I think the first recorded use that I know of, but who knows, maybe Ayurveda is before that, but we're getting mm -hmm. back thousands of years, um, is around uh, the Chinese ginseng. And they were using this in military situations. They'd give it to the soldiers before battle so that the soldiers could manage the stress levels better. So you can go into your, your essentially fight or flight mode, into your adrenal response. You can do what you need to do, whether it's handle a stressful day or whether it's like go out and have a war, but then you can turn off the stress when you're done. So like your ability to control your organ states and your, your state of arousal 
becomes more fine-tuned. Is that accurate from the way you've experienced working with adaptogens? It is. Um, if you think of adaptogens just by the word, is to adapt and to adapt to the stress. If your stress is stress, that's everyday living and raising the kids and taking them to school, that's one level of stress. If the stress is going into battle, that's, just, that's another level of stress. It's a higher demand, but it's another level of stress. And what happens with adaptogens is they keep you calm in the midst of responding to the stress of your life. It's not a stimulant. Stimulants like caffeine or nicotine, you know, there's great value in those, but they're a stimulant and what goes up has to come down. Adaptogens help you to address to the stress of your life the same way, more comprehensively, in that it, they, they don't jack you up, they just bring you up and they keep you there for hours and hours and hours. So you don't have that mid-afternoon crash anymore. You don't, you don't need to go to sleep after you've been working hard all day, that you've got some reserves with you. Absolutely true. And if we, as you mentioned, the Chinese and their traditional use of ginseng, which is, you know, panics ginseng. Um, if you look at other indigenous cultures, which I've studied, you will find that in most cases, Dave, um, the healthy peoples, the people that maintain their culture and their actual physical health as a group, you'll find that many of these healthy cultures have accessed that class of herbs known as adaptogens in their diet. And um, there's an interesting story, a recent one, which does not appear, the, the plant does not appear in the ancient uh, Chinese uh, Medica uh, back, goes like you mentioned, 2,000 years ago. And that's jogulin. Jogulin is a very interesting, I studied it over 20 years ago, but recently it came under uh, heavy inspection by the Chinese government because they have this, what they call a longevity pocket in Hunan with the Miao people. And they noticed that there was an inordinate number of centenarians, people living over 100 years there. So they decided to look into it. And um, they, the people there had another uh, amazing uh, word that, that denoted something. When the children of these Miao people would leave the area and go to the cities and be gone for eight or 10 years, say, they would come back to visit their parents. And lo and behold, they would look more aged than their parents. And they had a term for this. It was quite impressive, really. So the government looked into it, and they discovered that this, uh, it's also known as gynostemma pentaphyllum, and that's the, the, the genus there. That's the actual botanical name. So this particular plant, now ginseng has about 23 of these elements, phytonutrients, called ginsenicides. The uh, jogulin, or gynostemma, has over 80. So it's incredibly powerful. And that was what was enabling these people, the Miao people that lived in this very remote area, very culturally uh, intact people in China. That's what enabled them to have this longevity and to look actually better than their children. And when their kids, interestingly, you look at the scientific aspect of this day, when the kids would leave this area, they would lose connection with this, with this natural resource and they wouldn't have this stuff anywhere else they went. And they would, de they would decline quickly. So it wasn't a genetic superiority or any kind of genetic thing that enabled them to live this 100 years in, in general. It was the fact that they were continually supplying their bodies and their minds with these ginsenicides, which are represented quite nicely in, in that plant and also in the class of adaptogens. What are some of the other adaptogenic herbs that people probably haven't heard of but that are really important to know about? Well, let me grab a let me grab a bottle of product here. I'll put my glasses on here because need them when I look at real small stuff. Let's talk about a couple of things. I just mentioned jogulin, which I will tell you is absolutely fantastic. 
But um, there's another one that I like quite a bit. It's called Urethroxylum vasnifolium. And it is a South American herb. It's used in the shamanic medicines down there. It's used by a lot of people in the indigenous world. There's many different tribes like the Jagua, uh, the Yanomami. These are people that use this herb quite a bit. And in the native language, it's called what gives power to the person or what gives power to the Indian. It's been translated a couple different ways. And it, it's quite amazing. When I was down there, I was eating malaria pills, for example, these little strips. And I'm, I'm, I hate bugs, I gotta tell you. I'll go into that at some point, but I don't <laughs> like bugs at all. And I've spent a lot, enough time around them where I know I really don't like them. So I'm eating malaria pills. I've got long sleeve, I've got mosquito repellent on. I'm still getting bit, it's not helping. So I'm eating the, the pills. And I'm looking at these people that I'm with, Dave, and they have no, virtually no clothes on. And I can see mosquitoes biting them. So I asked the guide, because they don't speak uh, Portuguese very well, and this fellow was able to translate. I go, well, why don't these guys get malaria? He goes, they just don't get it. I go, that's impossible. It's a blood parasite. They have to have it. No, no, they don't get it. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. I, I don't believe that. So I start questioning these little fellows. And it's not easy to do that because I'm a double language barrier apart. But I finally show them my little malaria pills. I offer it to them. They don't take it. I try it again. They start laughing. Pretty funny. Next thing you know, I'm like, okay, what do you got? What do you got? Give me something, right? So they take me off into the woods and they show me this plant, start peeling off pieces of it. I taste it. it it's more bitter than quinine. It was quite amazing. And lo and behold, that is what they use to keep them from suffering the effects of malaria. It turns out that they actually do have the malaria parasite, they just don't get sick. They adapt. They adapt. They adapt. So, you know, the, the, the mosquitoes are injecting them with the malaria parasite. It's going through its normal cycle. Any of us would become ill. They don't get ill. They've adapted to it. So once again, um, this is what has helped peoples around the world adapt to very difficult conditions, ones that would stifle any, any modern person. But in reality, what we have here in our life is that we've created a world that we have not adapted to. We have total, unrelenting, incipient stress on our bodies at all times. And it, it translates into stress all the time. So we need what they have. We need what they've used. We need to be able to adapt to the world that we've created. All right, so that was a couple of them. What are some other, just some other ones? That, like talk about the, the story behind some of the ingredients that you put together. Uh, in Sunhorse, because I, I know you've researched them so well, and a lot of people listening to this are, are not familiar with adaptogens at all, but the idea that all these different traditions have have come up with something that works in their native environment, uh, and that you've been able to blend these from different areas. Absolutely. It's pretty interesting. So tell me about a couple more of these things, because I'm actually kind of fascinated. Well, I'll start with one, and that is there's an herb that, that we have in here that the native term for it is she of a hundred husbands. And that's how they refer to it. Sounds pretty now, good. It, it does <laughs> sound pretty good, doesn't it? And that herb is a major ingredient of why women feel so great on our female product is that it tonifies their reproductive systems. And I've done a few studies on this. If the person happens to be too high with estrogens, they tend to start coming down to normal range. If they tend to be too low, they start coming back up into normal ranges. So it brings balance, it helps them adapt, and they're more, they have more vigor, they have more vitality. It's gotten to the point to where sometimes the husbands come up to us and say, don't ever let my wife be without this. You know, they're, 
quite aggressive about it because it's just a marvelous change. Well, the way I like to look at it is uh, it gives a woman the ability to put up with a hundred husbands. So uh, it's a pretty amazing ability. And but Tom's right. Um, and another one, since we're talking about the various plants, um, I would like to mention astragalus, okay, okay. which I find very, very interesting because, um, you know, science now, you know, they're scanning. They use these scans. They're looking for uh, phytonutrients and, and active ingredients, which they can, as you know, in the drug companies, what they'll do is they'll use this and they'll make a, in many types, uh, uh, many cases, they'll make a synthetic analog of something. And of course, that's how a lot of our drugs come along. But um, astragalus is the only, um, that I know of, uh, natural substance that contains what they call cycloastragonol. Now, this is amazing because cycloastragonol has been shown in various studies, which I invite any uh, listeners to look that up, to actually lengthen the telomeres. Yep. And, of course, the telomeres are the little tail-like structures on the end of our chromosomes. And when these items, as, they, as the cell divides, each time the telomere loses a little bit of length. And when it gets to a certain short length, that cell dies. It can no longer maintain its viability. So uh, astragalus in the uh, traditional medicines have always had this ability to impart extra vigor, extra length of time, longevity. And now science, of course, you know, we have these, you know, amazing technologies that are actually showing how these, these herbs really work. So people should take very careful interest in this because the thing to remember is that this medicine that represents, you know, herbal, herbal medicines and, and, uh, adaptogens and things like that. This has been healthcare for the human race for thousands of years. Our modern medicine system is really only a couple hundred years old. So we need to take a broad look at this because we're a whole being. We're not just a collection of parts and adaptogens help us as a complete being. It, it really does make a difference in our life. The one you just talked about, the extract of astragalus, the that's one of the main active ingredients in something called TA65. And uh, we've had a guest Absolutely. on the show to talk about TA65. I take about 200 milligrams a day of cycloastragonol, which I think it takes about 100 pounds of astragalus to make. It uh, does. Because of those uh, the studies about telomerase. So it seems like that's a good thing to do. It, it's it's kind of a pricey way to do it. But um, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where, you know, how, how much is an extra few years or an extra few dozen years of quality life worth? It's kind of worth quality life. Quality yeah. life. Yeah, it's kind of worth an investment uh, in in my mind. So as uh, as I've become more successful, even when I was you know eighteen, I started on well, what what can I do? Should I take my vitamin C? And as as I became more successful, I was willing to invest more in, in things that are likely to have very long term results uh, instead of you know buying a faster car or something. So uh, that's a good idea. It's a good investment, I think. I, I hope. I'm real excited, Dave, that um, you know you've given us this, op Dr. Tom and I, this opportunity to talk about such an, a, a really beneficial subject. I mean, I don't know how many people uh, hear these things, but I, I can tell you one thing: this is this is very important because in our world, you know, we need we need to do what we can. And you know, you talked about the cost of cyclostragonol. Well, you know, it's a deal, no matter what it costs, because you know, look at the alternative. I mean, we don't want to you know, go down uh, to where we have to rely on the medicine, you know, of modern medicine to just help us, you know, feel good. We really don't want to. The way I look at it, Dave, is like this. 
And because of years, my, I have to tell you, you know, my, I was raised by an herbalist mother, a Hungarian herbalist whose mother was also an herbalist. And I'm the only male herbalist that anybody knows in our family, but that's just the way it worked out. <laughs> but the way it really is, is that we've been going down, as I say we as the United States and people of modern, you know, other first world countries, we're going down a railroad track, Dave. And, you know, we're born right here at the beginning. And, you know, of course, we know what the other end is. That's kind of the end of the line. Right. And it's just it's not a real pleasant ride. You know, um, you know, we're looking at a lot of a lot of wasteland off both sides as we get older, you know, because of just the way the way that our society and our nutrition and all these other factors is adding up. So what we're trying to do here with our listeners, Dave, is by talking about these adaptogens and trying to encourage people to, to put them into their into their lives. It's like grabbing a switch. And I, I really feel that you and I and Dr. Tom are all hanging on to this thing and we're pulling those track, we're pulling that track switch onto a different track. That's the thing. It's an adventure. Um, I will tell you I have spent 40 years looking into this, researching native peoples and the products that they use and natural plants. It never gets boring. And when you feel these things in your system, it never you never get tired of it. And you see the smile on people's faces and they come up to you. They're so excited because they actually have something that really works. They can feel it. And in this world, you know, a lot of the products we get are just uh, filtered through so many things like, you know, technology and finances. And, you know, there's all these different formulas that have to be met by, by, by business before the American people and other first world peoples ever get a product. But here we have something that's pretty much a direct shot. It's like a little guy from another world coming and giving us modern people a gift that we really need. I mean, they could see we need it, but you know, it has to be reciprocal. I believe uh, in the mission of Sunhorse is to actually make a circle. We have to give back as well as take. And, and that's another story. One of the, the core principles behind uh, Bulletproof is that look, stress is stress and there's beneficial stress and there's useless stress. And they have kind of the same effect on your biology. So whether the stress is, you know, irritating sounds at work from uh, from an exhaust fan that's just thrumming, you're not aware of it, but at the end of the day, your cortisol is 3% higher, but it's just something just didn't feel good about that. It was stress that didn't do anything for you. And you might think, well, just man up and take it. Bottom line is, look, you paid that stress. Like it didn't do anything and you had to deal with it. So if you can use some herbs that make the impact of that basically invisible stressor, lower on your body, what are you going to do with the extra stress you can handle now? And, and that's why I've been taking this, these kinds of things for 15 years, uh, because adaptogens let you deal with all those weird stressors, not to mention when your boss comes in and says things like, oh, you're fired, <laughs> or what, <laughs> those just... other bigger stressors in life uh, that, <laughs> that happen. And so basically, if you want to have the ability to bring it, uh, no matter what life brings you, you ought to be managing useless stress and making sure that you can handle overall more stress and then cutting out the more useless types of stress and then consciously applying stress that causes your body to adapt in a positive way. We call that exercise. Uh, we, we call that uh, challenging your brain. Uh, we, we call that um, uh, things like oxidative therapies, which, which you may use like ozone that we've talked about on the show before. All of those things are stress adaptation versus just stress get ground into the dirt kind of stress. And so that's why I think adaptogens are, are really important. And, and that's why they're on my, my top 10 list of, of things you can do to perform better than you would otherwise do. Well, Dave, you're, you know, you're absolutely right. Uh, Hans Selye started writing about this back in the late 40s. And there was youth stress, 
E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S, and distress. And they're both stressed, and your body responds similarly to both of them. And what adaptogens do is they help you convert the distress of life to eustress, that your body can adapt with it, it can handle it better, whatever the stress is. It's very true, and something that I've noticed over the years, and it's pretty impressive, really. Um, I, I do martial arts. I have done. It's one of my great loves in life, and I uh, teach jujitsu, and I'm, I do judo. But occasionally, it, it gets a bit rough, and I got headbutted. Uh, it's about six months ago now. I got some stitches here above my left eye, and um, in teaching a class, there was a student just headbutted. He didn't mean to do it, but none, nonetheless, stitches necessary. So um, I go to get stitched up, and the fellow, after doing it, says, okay, your eye's going to be all swollen tomorrow and black and this and that. And, uh, you know, expect that. You know, don't worry. He says you might even want to put a, you know, like a cloth over it or something because you're going to look pretty ugly tomorrow. Well, I got home, and um, I took um, our product and simply, quite simply, just put it on my hand and tapped it on there lightly where the stitches were. It was sore, of course. Put it on there as best I could. And um, just went to sleep. The next morning, I had to see Dr. Tom, and um, I think he could tell you, and even everybody in the company was pretty impressed. I saw Dan, and uh, I looked at him, I said, what did you do to your eye a few days ago? Because he had the, the shiner, the black and blue shiner, but it was already as if it was three days old. Wow. And I didn't, I didn't recall seeing a shiner on him. Uh, two days earlier, I said, "What happened to you? I missed it." And he said, "Well, this happened yesterday." And I had to go back uh, to the to the doctor also for a, a checkup after a few days, and the guy was blown away. He he really was. He was just amazed, you know, the fact that it, the the damage was so minimal compared to what he had saw. So things like that. Um, it's, you know, that's what that's what these herbs do. That's what yes. adaptogens do to your adrenal glands or to your thyroid. Or to the myelin uh, that covers your brain cells, uh, the, the, the sheath that protects your, your nerves, that you, when you adapt, you regenerate. You help your body to regenerate. And when you take multiple adaptogens, formulas that have been put together so masterfully as these have, then it's systemic. It doesn't matter what tissue of your body needs some de-stressing support, you will be able to get it with these adaptogens. Absolutely. And, you know, we mentioned, and you were quite right, Dave, in mentioning uh, how the, Chi uh, the Japanese and Chinese that had access to ginseng used it in battle. Of course, you, I don't really think you could get much more stress than hand-to-hand -hand combat with right. its weapons. But that's pretty stressful. And then to be able to detune and go drink some sake afterwards, uh, yeah, that's really taken it to, a, to an extreme. But the bottom line is, is that adaptogens, they do help us at the cellular level. That's the whole reason why this works, because... By not really focusing on a specific thing, in other words, adaptogens are non-specific. They help us at the cellular level. So by not trying to affect anything in particular, we wind up affecting everything, and that's exactly what we're looking for. We are whole people, and our bodies amazingly know what to do. When we give our bodies the proper resources, it's like giving a general contractor his truck and his tools and his helper. If you hire a contractor to build a house and he shows up on the day to build and he has no truck, no tools, no helper, he knows how to build a house, but he just doesn't have anything with him. It's going to take a while to get that place built. But if the guy shows up prepared, truck, tools, helper, everything he needs, it's going to go together well. And our bodies, just like that contractor, our body knows how to heal. It does. It's intrinsic in how we are. We're, we're successful humans. It knows what to do. But when we give it 
these cellular enhanced enhancements, these cellular resources, you know, and the harmonic balancing that, that takes place with adaptogens. Now we're giving ourselves the tools that they need at the foundation level of our existence to really make a better life for ourselves right from the get-go. So well, these are some pretty big uh, kind of sweeping statements. What are the, the specific studies that tell us that, that adaptogens work? Like, like, how do we actually know? Like, what are they measuring other than, you know, uh, Russian prisoners' ability <laughs> ability to okay. climb rocks or rats' ability to swim? Um, Absolutely. Great question. Like, 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 what are the, give me some science here. Uh, I'll give you, I'll give you some. Uh, more recent. Let's, let's get away from Nikolai Lazarov and Israel Breckman and their initial studies. Let's go flash forward to about 2008, 2009. Two scientists by the name of Panosian and Wickman, who are well quoted on these subjects, they looked at the, uh, the, the, the way that adaptogens work. And their statements are quite, uh, quite revealing. They find that adaptogens act like, let's put it this way, if stress was a virus, then adaptogens would be the vaccine. And this is at the cellular level, that's just an analogy. So really the bottom line is these adaptogens in some way bolster our cells' ability to handle stress, no matter where the stresses are coming from. And uh, Dr. Tom might go into this a little deeper, but we've actually had preliminary studies by reputable labs that show that that's exactly what happens. We've done our own studies. So not only did Pinozian and Wickman do this, which I invite everybody to look up. Those are some great studies. Uh, I think it's 2009. And uh, they, they state the, uh, the adaptogenic uh, effects quite simply. But then we also uh, were looking at the toxicology uh, studies on neural mitochondria, which is and on neural cells, basically nerve cells, brain cells, and the application of the, um, the Sunhorse adaptogens really enabled these, uh, these neural cells to withstand very, very high levels of toxicity, much higher than they could without it. So it's, it's, quite, it's quite interesting. It's very consistent, these effects, when you apply adaptogens. So, so definitely an increase in ability to handle neurotoxins. That's pretty useful. But what did the first one, virus, vaccine, that, that didn't sound like a scientific study like results. Well, it was an analogy. Yeah, I know, but what, what, what did it actually say versus the analogy? Because I know a lot of listeners are, are like, like what, did, what did they measure in that study? It actually used the term um, like inoculate, okay. but it, it's not, it was using, even in the description that Pinozian used. Like a stress inoculation, okay. Yeah, yeah, he said it's like a stress inoculation. Of course, it's not an actual inoculation. I took it to the virus part. Sure. But, but Pinozian said that it basically acts like, I'll try to quote it as best as I can remember, that the adaptogens act like a vaccine it, to, the, to the cells, enabling them to withstand stress at much higher levels, no matter what the source of the stress is from. And maybe Tom, Tom maybe you know, like how are, they, how are they measuring cellular stress? Like, like, like how do we know whether a cell is stressed? We know if a person's stressed, but I don't know if a cell is stressed. And how do we measure a difference after you take adaptogens? Yeah, I, I understand the question. Uh, uh, the, um, I did a study of our products with 28 people. And one of the things we did, one of the markers we looked at is called a multiple symptom questionnaire. It comes from the Institute for Functional Medicine. It's been used for about 20, 25 years. Tens of thousands of uh, uh, people, uh, doctors have used it, lots and lots of people. And um, it goes through a symptom of uh, complex, like, how do you feel in this area? And right. it's two pages of questions. And 
and then you, you get a score. The, the goal is to be below 20. Right. Most people are between 60, 80. If you're over 100, you're feeling pretty low. Right. So we, we started that at the beginning of a study and then we gave um, all these people, all women, we gave them Thrivagen. Yeah, I think I think my wife, Dr. Lana, was part of that study, if, if I remember right. Right. That's okay, exactly cool. right. I wasn't she, sure was. If she was officially in the study, but OK, cool. That's exactly right. And um, we gave them the product for two months and then we gave them the MSQ at the end of the study, along with the hormone studies to compare testosterone and estrogen, progesterone and all of that. But we gave them the MSQ. So overall, it's called general well-being. Overall, how, how did you feel at the beginning? And they had their score. And how do you feel at the end, two months later? And it was a 47% reduction across the board in every symptom, for, uh, in every category of symptoms, energy, sleep, bowel habits, vitality, um, uh, thyroid function, cognitive function, 47% across the board improvement in everything. That's a big number. 47%, and that's huge, huge, and not just in one system of the body. Uh, what they found, once again, uh, more than 47% in that particular category of uh, perimenopausal symptoms, every woman, every woman reported improvement across the board in all of her symptoms that she was suffering in that category. So 47% across the board and hormone-related symptoms, every person improved. Very good. And, and Dave, you know, we're all looking for performance. You know, that's what we want. I mean, because many of us are not sick. You know, let's hopefully we're not all ill or suffering in some way, but we all want to get more out of life. We want performance. We want to get the most we possibly can. And along uh, a little bit of research, you might say, but this is in the real world, the, uh, the Russians uh, fielded a team at the Lillehammer Olympics, and they gave one team adaptogens, one of their own teams, and all their other teams did not have adaptogens. Okay, what happened? Interestingly enough, that team that got the adaptogens won nine gold medals, if my memory serves me right, and none of the other teams that they fielded even won a gold medal. So that uh, was a very striking uh, uh, representation of what adaptogens can do. Uh, later on in the Chinese Olympics, the Chinese runners were also given a, an adaptogen, very, very powerful adaptogens, herbal adaptogens, that, and they were able to exceed almost anybody's expectations in the distance running. So when it comes to performance, and then Dr. Tom and I have run some very interesting studies uh, with power lifters. I'd like to, we don't have a way to get it on the screen or anything right now, but uh, it's impressive what in six weeks, people that are already in shape, the kind of uh, experience they have and the actual physicality that you see the change. You see the change in how their muscles are, they're cut better, they're able to do much more in their workouts. Uh, we have one muscle testing study where the guy could jump straight up, imagine visually someone jumping straight up, and he could get a little higher than his knees, about four to five inches higher than his knees, was as high as he could jump up on a platform. And he's a pretty strong, buff-looking guy. And after six weeks of adaptogens, you know, Sunhorse has many adaptogens, so he, basically six weeks of the product, and then he does this test again, and he's jumping clear up to his chest. I'm not kidding you, straight up, not once, but repetitive times. It, it's really impressive. And, you know, I have to tell you from personal experience that when you train, you work out, you do martial arts, especially when you're competing, and I competed in the Pan Americans in judo, and judo is a rough sport. I mean, you, you take a lot of damage in judo. And the soreness without the adaptogens, I just honestly 
the soreness. I would stay sore. I couldn't get away from the soreness. I was training sore, working out sore. Once when I add the adaptogens, it's hard to get sore, and that's a big difference. Um, that that's pretty big effects, no doubt about it. Um, what about uh, people on medication? All I mean, there, there's a liver clearance when when you take adaptogenic herbs. You've you've got a you've got a filter these things out like any other kind of supplement. So what, what if you're taking uh, all those handfuls of medications that a lot of people, particularly in the West, are on? That's really a good question. And we um, kind of learned on the job on this one because in the medical literature, there's nothing in terms of uh, potential complications with taking adaptogenic herbs. Uh, but what we discovered, we had a 44-year-old guy who um, had congestive heart failure. And because of that, he was on a blood thinner called Coumadin, very famous. Yeah, rat poison, that one, warfarin. <laughs> that one, you bet, you bet. And uh, um, uh, he was having his blood checked every week to make sure that his Coumadin levels were right where his uh, cardiologist wanted them to be. And he had been doing that for two or three months. I don't recall how many months, but every week having his blood drawn. We gave him uh, a sun horse to take. And in two weeks, his Coumadin level was zero. It was zero. Uh, and that's because some of these herbs help your liver to detox better. You, it helps your liver to function better. So your liver was trying to get rid of this toxic crud that was protecting his life. And so he had to dial down way, way back on the adaptogens and take minuscule doses and still check his blood work every week. You know, it's fine, but because of that now, we have to give a caveat, which is be careful if you're on medications, check with your doctor and confirm that the dosaging is still correct for or, you. So there's no, there, there's no blending that makes a drug toxic. The potential complication is that your body's gonna work better to detox and get rid of the stuff that it really doesn't want. Right, and one other one other mention is that if a person is on uh, drugs that would suppress their immune system, I would highly recommend them talking to, of course, just any serious medication, talk to your doctor before you take any herbs at all. I'm not talking well, about that, uh, any herb. But if you're on uh, herbs, if you're on herbs that suppress your immune system, you definitely want to talk to your doctor because adaptogens, basically what they'll do is they generally will help your uh, bolster your immune system. And that may be counterindicated in certain like people that have had organ transplants or something like that. So, so I mean, so we, we both are, are supplement manufacturers. I mean, I, I have an adaptogen blend that we blend in coffee in the coffee shop and all kinds of other stuff. And I say the same thing. Talk to your doctor. Tom, you're a doctor. And when the average person talks to the average doctor and says, should I take herbs? What's the average doctor going to say? The average doctor is going to say, I don't, uh, well, the average doctor is going to say, don't mess with it. Yeah, they no, don't work don't is work. what they're going to say, right? Right. So yeah. what, what are we supposed to do? Like, like we are legally required to say, talk to your doctor before you blow your nose, right? Otherwise you can sue the pants off of us. And, and that's the world we live in. And, and it sucks. Yeah. You and I yeah. and all three of us. Um, are not legally allowed to say some things about what our stuff does because those are considered drug claims. And then we're Absolutely. we're guilty. And I've had people with licenses tell me, you are no longer in the era of free speech. You're in the era of controlled speech. I'm like, you mean I can't say what the stuff does? And so we're both right. dancing around what some of our things do because we're not allowed to actually say what it does. Um, I have to say things like 47% improvement across the board. Right. Yeah. Just pe people felt better. People report feeling better. And you can't right. say 
that their thyroid's functioning right. better, that their ovaries are functioning better. You, yeah. you, you can't say those kinds so, of things. So we, but but Dave, Dave, fortunately, there's thousands, literally thousands of medical papers all around the world done by various different countries, not, not just America, that talk about adaptogenic herbs and the responses and, and effects. Yes. So fortunately, we can just tell people to do a little research there, and they'll really be impressed. Oh, yeah. And the one... Uh, that, that's that's what I would recommend. Yeah. So, I mean, anyone listening to this is capable of Googling whatever they're trying to work on and adaptogens and saying, oh, well, there's a lot of research. And, and the same goes for a lot of the stuff. And fortunately, the Internet has leveled this uh, this problem where people who are the biggest experts who, who put you know, life savings into making things happen um, aren't allowed to say what what happens with, <laughs> with, without very careful guidelines. But but it's still it's really rough. So if, if you know, my dad 10 years ago had a, had a heart attack. So if he went into his cardiologist and said, yeah, I'm looking and taking uh, some adaptogenic herbs, they're going to say, uh, we don't even know what that is. And they're going to open the, the PDR, the physician's desk reference, and they'll look in there and oh, there's no entry for that. So the answer is we don't know. So we're in this weird cycle where we say, ask your doctor. And then the doctor's like, I don't know, it probably doesn't work because, well, I haven't seen anything in the British Medical Journal in the last week about it. So what would you recommend that people do? Uh, who are interested in this, who, if they do talk to the doctor, are going to get nothing from the doctor. Like, like what, what's the best course of action to the figure bottom out? Line, yeah. The bottom line. The bottom line is that our healthcare system doesn't work. The U.S. is ranked number two in quality of overall health. Number two. Second from the bottom out of 53 <laughs> industrialized countries. Second from the bottom. The system doesn't work. Children born today have a, for the first time in the history of the human species, children born today have a shorter expected lifespan than their parents. They're gonna get diseases earlier, get sick earlier, suffer earlier, and die earlier than their parents. That's the statistics, unless we all take more ownership of taking care of ourselves. If we go back to history, if we go back to what the indigenous peoples do, how come these, this tribe down in the Amazon doesn't get malaria and they're getting bit and they check their blood and yeah, they've got malaria in their blood. How come they don't get sick? It's because they've learned to adapt. So there's a whole concept that our culture just does not embrace and that is living a balanced life. We don't live balanced lives. We live in a zoom zoom laser lane life. And most of us are driving on the highway of life in second gear floored. And what you have to learn to do by things like podcasts and, and health interviews and read a little on your own, is you have to learn how to shift into fifth gear cruising. That's right. And you still can go faster, but not burn your body out. And the world of adaptogens is one of the safest places you can look. Absolutely. The, the first tenet is they do no harm. That's the first tenet. The non-toxic aspect. Uh, Dave, I mentioned uh, just real briefly that I was raised uh, by a mother who's a Hungarian herbalist, mm -hmm. and I saw firsthand when I was young, and not, not that every kid becomes uh, what their parents do, but I, I just happened to. But the bottom line is this. I watched over and over again women come to my mother and just in need of something, you know, and as a young, young man, I didn't understand women's problems, of course, but I know one thing, that she was able to help them a lot when they could not get help in the standard medical world. And I, I just was raised in a home where this was a regular thing. And then uh, as we, uh, as, as a family, you know, we have connections down in Colima, Mexico, where my mom's Hungarian relatives settled after when Hitler, you know, kicked all the, tried to get 
probably pretty much tried to rule the world, but a lot of Hungarian people left and lived down in Colima, Mexico. And so we have family down there. My two brothers are born in Mexico. My daughter's born in Mexico. My mom has 40 hectares of land down there in Huizcolote down in Colima. And so what I was impressed was when, when she was in that environment, in the jungle environment, as an herbalist, she was very quickly, within a year or two at the very most, able to incorporate these, these tropical herbs that as an Eastern European herbalist, she had never been experienced with. But there was a way that she had a feeling and understanding and, and listening and taking information about herbs and being able to help those, even the people that lived there that were, that were natives to that area. So, um, Dave, you know, you just have to encourage your listeners, and we do encourage people, like Dr. Tom says, to take a personal interest in their own health. Adaptogens are the class of herbs that I chose myself to spend because you can't know everything about herbs. It's just impossible. Okay, so I focused on the class of adaptogens. And under my mom's tutelage, it took one year to know one herb under five different categories that I had to basically assign a value to. This was part of our family way of doing this. And so the herbs that I've that I've used have taken me many, many years to actually know. My mom, you don't know an herb until you've worked with that herb particularly for a whole year under a number of different conditions. So what I'm trying to say here is that people today, they need this information. It's not gone, it's not lost. But you do have to look for it. And I'm really happy that Bulletproof takes an interest in this and wants to do this. You know, the, it's a big job, Dave. I mean, I really feel so happy to know there's a fellow out there that shares a vision like this of impacting people's lives at such a basic level. I think this, to me, it just made my whole year. You know, and I mean, Sunhorse, that's our vision is to help people. I can easily see that's your vision. And I'm, I'm just excited as heck to be able to talk to everybody about this. Um, it's been, a, I mean, our product to me is like my life in a bottle, pretty much. That's what I have to say. And, and it works. Every day of every week of every month of every year, I work with this and see it firsthand, what, what these herbs can do for people. And I know that when people try it, they're going to feel something good. They're going to enjoy it because there is really not a downside that I've seen over thousands of different people. And I see so many upsides that you, you would actually be uh, negligent not to recommend this to almost everybody you know, I, I believe. So I, I think I get it. And I, we're still going to be getting pushback from people saying like drug interactions and things like that. And, and how do I know it's safe? And, and you're, you're basically your answer to that is that these things are uh, are are safe in in general, but that you still should ask your doctor, which which is a bit of a a, a bit of a, an oxymoron there. Uh, but I, I think people understand the spirit of that. Uh, the other big question, and what I haven't seen conclusive research about, um, you guys know I, I wrote the Better Baby book, like a really exhaustively researched thing about what can you do before and during pregnancy to have kids who are going to live longer than you, kids who are healthier than you, and probably smarter than you. Um, and it's, it's what I did for my own kids, but I didn't find convincing evidence around, um, around adaptogens that said safe or not safe. In fact, most herbs will say not safe during pregnancy, not because they're not safe, but because the manufacturers are afraid of getting sued if something bad happens. So there's all sorts of things that are perfectly okay to do that say not to do out of the precautionary principle. What's your take on adaptogens? I mean, you're already talking about manipulating women's hormones with uh, Thrivogen. Uh, and certainly Lana saw some effects from that. 
So what, um, what, what's your take? If, if people are expecting to get pregnant, if they're pregnant, what do they do with adaptogens? Well, you're absolutely right, you know, and the only way that you can say something that you take in is safe for children is if you do studies with children. And I don't know that any of the herbal companies are going to spend two or three million dollars to check their herbs out against kids, which is why you don't have studies of herbs in kids uh, that show they're safe. And in order to claim something to be safe, you have to prove it conclusively. And that just takes mega dollars to do. I, I think that's the bottom line of why you see that. And so you don't really know. You know, the studies haven't been done to show that they're safe in kids. Now, for me and my children, what I would do is I'd go back and look at the indigenous yes. people. That's exactly right. Did that's they exactly give them to the kids? Did that's they? That's exactly what I was going to mention. Um, absolutely. Yeah. The the Guarani are famous, you know, down in South America. And um, if, if anybody ever saw the movie Mission uh, with Robert De, Robert De Niro, I believe, uh, that talked and showed uh, their, their plight, you know, the Guarani Indians. And they're amazing people. And... I don't think there's a single Guarani who's not an herbalist. They all are herbalists to some extent, but they have special herb, you know, their herb masters are incredible. And they know what's good for people and what's not in their world. And their their younger people, they all take these herbs. What I've seen is they, not babies as in still nursing, but they eat what the parents eat. They just don't eat as much, you know? And that, you know, obviously they're not eating big amounts and they're not, they don't have any chronic conditions to deal with. So they're not getting all the medicinal things that the herbalist could do for a condition of an older tribal member there. But the kids do eat the adaptogens. And um, the, the, it, it's just the Polinia cupana, which is, they're named after that, the Guarani. They're named after Guarana. And, you know, after going to Brazil, you know, their whole culture is different than ours. It has a different vibration. I, the only way I can explain this, Dave, and this is something that goes to the heart of how I formulate herbs. It's about vibrational. And when you go to Brazil and you are around these people, you're, you're immediately impressed with their energy, their, 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 their drive for life and their vigor. They work all day making very little money like most people do. And then when they get done, they go to the gym and they work out. And then they go out and they have a couple beers. And, you, you know, it's, you're lucky to get to bed by 1 o'clock down there. I'm not kidding you. I had to adjust to that. These people go. And why is that? Because they all, to some extent, take at least one or more products with the guarana, which is Polinia cupana. And in many of these cases, it's the whole plant, the whole pot, you know, not just an extract. They don't just get the, the uh, caffeine-like uh, isolate out of it. They try to use the whole pot, which when in any of the herbs, you know, this is important for, the, for listeners to understand, is that for herbs to be as safe as they are, you want to use them in as natural a form, meaning use the whole element as much as possible, because there's many ingredients above and below that buffer out the particular active ingredient that you might be aware of. So these buffering agents are really, really important. And that's why chemical medicine has so many of these disclaimers, since we were talking about medical and you know the stuff we have to do is say, oh, talk to your doctor. But if you ever saw, saw this kind of medicine where you're trying to cure acne and you can have liver failure and death and some yeah. other things as a side effect, I mean, come on, you got a pimple and, and a side effect is maybe liver failure. So what we're saying is that the herbs, they have these balancing factors. And that's why in the formulations, we try to keep that in there so that that's, that's number one 
we don't know everything. And the way these plants are made, they convey information, the genetic information these plants bring to our cells. It's like a little guy from the jungle coming to our cell, knocking on the door and saying, hey, you guys need to reboot. You need to up the energy cycle. And the cell goes, hey, I've been doing the same thing for 10,000 years. No, no, you don't understand. There's a lot more stress out there. There's the big guys having trouble. So this, this information from the real world that adaptogenic plants have had to be in the actual atmosphere and around the actual stresses of this planet, they convey information to our cells, Dave, and that information allows our cells to reboot, just like a computer, to shut it down, reboot it, reboot to an appropriate energy setting, which will allow us to then deal with our lives in a better way. And that's what it feels like. I don't know how else to say it. You know, I've got one, one example I'll give you about this uh, extract versus the whole plant. And that is probably the most not notorious food additive in our culture today is sugar. And I think we've got a whole lot of agreement that white sugar is not very good for you, especially in excess, right? Well, what is white sugar? It's sucrose. It comes from sugar cane or uh, sugar beets. And kids in the indigenous cultures where those plants grow, Kids chew sugarcane all day long because it's really sweet. They never get cavities. They don't get cavities. But wait, it's sucrose. No, it's not. There's sucrose in there with all of the other compounds in the plant that balance it out. So it doesn't have that same shock effect that the one crystalline extract from the plant sucrose has. And that's the way it is with herbs, that you maintain the balance of the herbs. So uh, that it makes sense. And, and that's been my experience as well. Like, like taking drugs versus taking herbs. I tend to like the herbs and there's no, there's nothing wrong with taking drugs uh, when the drugs work and when the more natural ways uh, don't work. But I think if people are kind of foolhardy to jump first into the drugs until you've explored nutritional and herbal and orthomolecular and functional medicine kinds of things. Uh, because if you play, if you're playing the odds, you're probably taking more risks with the drugs. And there are some things like the racetam family drugs have been around for 50 years with well-known safety profiles that make your brain work better. You know, those are good. I'm, I'm down with that, but those are good. Those are those the are exception, good. not the rule. And, uh, it's also true that some long held safe herbs actually aren't very safe. There are some that just people have either misused or that we didn't quite understand, there are processing problems. There are huge, huge issues I've run across um, with purity. Uh, I looked at creating a maca-based product. Maca is something that can help you with your hormones, both for both men and women. And I sourced like a very high-end maca, all the, the good-looking stuff. But when I ran it through the lab tests, I found 13 parts per million of aflatoxin because the stuff was dried in a jungle where you're going to have humidity and things like that. That's, by the way, a lot of aflatoxin for people listening. Aflatoxin is the most cancer-causing compound known to humans, uh, and it is a mold toxin. And, and things like that, there's also issues with heavy metals from Chinese herbs that are pretty well known. So uh, that's one of the reasons that I'm, I, I would recommend people pay attention to herbs, pay attention to adaptogens, but also pay attention to the quality of this because, uh, unfortunately, in when it comes to supplements and things like that, you, you get what you pay for. Um, and really do. just cause you pay a lot doesn't mean it's always going to be clean. Uh, but if you're going for you know, the, the most affordable option, the vast majority of the time it's affordable because it's lower quality. And that's, um, that sucks. Um, I, I think all three of us are working to, to fix that problem because of the world I want to live in. 
Uh, everyone has access to super high-end herbs that make them better humans. Uh, but I think there's a little bit of a gap between where we are now and where we're going with that. Well, that's why we uh, got together, Dan and I, is to change the planet. It really is to change the planet, and we will never compromise on the yeah, quality yeah. of our products, ever. Yeah, sourcing is, sourcing is uh, an area where we spend so much of our resource, you know, like you mentioned, absolutely correctly. And, uh, we, you know, we test our product, and we just start our most recent test, no detectable heavy metals in them. So, you know, we, we really work at that, and it, why would you want to take something where you're actually doing more harm than good? That would make no sense at all. But, you know, sourcing is, is always an issue, and you have to verify it. Um, you know, the things that I've noticed uh, in herbs also, and, you know, a lot of this is because of the commercial world we live in to some extent. But um, something that, that I think bears mention is that when you go into, like, a drugstore, you know, you pick up, like, a, a little cap of an herb or something like that. There'll be, you know, there'll be anywhere from 100 milligrams to even, you know, 750 milligrams, something like that of your herb. But if you go to a Chinese herbalist and you get a prescription, you're going to get a big plate about this big with maybe a hundred grams of herbs on it. And, um, you know, they'll tell you to make a tea out of it. It'll stink up your house. Put it in a big pot of water and make a tea. And that's it's, only one or one or two days worth. It, now, it's why shocking. If, if people have never seen this, I, 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 have yeah. a, I think there's a video on, on the website of this, but they give you like a newspaper, a whole sheet of newspaper wrapped yeah. around all these right. weird seed pods and all this yeah. Yeah. like crazy looking alien tentacles and, and exactly. oil it. And Grasshopper it like crocuses. Right. Yeah. And that's like one day's worth, Dave. I mean, right. and so, yeah. you know, we've, as a formulator, you know, and somebody, and I know you and I are on the same, we're, we have, we're both grappling with these subjects all the time. But, um, you know, when you think about this, like you mentioned, this great big shocking pile of herbs, we want to make it simple. We want to make it easy. So people in our world, you know, they're pretty, uh, you know, they're pretty in a hurry, I would say, and nobody wants to boil a bunch of stuff, but you want it effective. Did you guys take, take out the maple sugar or is that still in there? No, the maple is still in there, Dave, okay. and it's a good thing it is because that maple, our cells have an affinity for it. It also has an emulsifying factor to it, which I like a lot. There's a lot of reasons I like it, and it's a grade B, which has a lot of mineral in it, which uh, is also good for us. And so we have to have a little bit. I mean, if you could take it out, and believe me, I have. And I can drink it like that, but well, I'm pretty this much is, used to herbs. This is one reason why um, I so love working with Dan is because the initial formula had agave nectar in it because mm -hmm. Dan thought that was a good, healthy sweetener. Yep. And I point, I well, pointed it was out, less, less expensive, too, at the time, but it worked well. I pointed out that, no, man, we can't do that because there's some side effects to agave nectar that's not as great as we would like to think. Yeah, the low glycemic index. And so immediately he started researching, and now all we use is organic grade B maple syrup. That's it. Got it. Which has a lot of health benefits in and of itself. Um, you know, it being a natural product, you know, being a sap, you know, and evaporated and been used since time began. I mean, the Indians, they used it. We pretty much learned how to do it from the American Indians. It's just that simple. But in a formula like this, it's very complimentary. And um, you can do a lot of research. I invite people to look up, you know, you can, people use maple syrup like that with a lot of different um, herbal preparations, even people that are doing uh, natural uh, therapies, like if they were to uh, say they had a, uh, a cancer problem, they, they go to some natural therapy site, they'll, they'll recommend, you know, carrying the um, cytotoxic uh, element, which would be herbal in some cases, right to the cell, and they use maple syrup to do it because the cell has this affinity for it. And that's one thing that's very good in, the, in this formula, is that we, it, the point is, is herbs, anything for that matter, you got solubility, 
then you have you have bioavailability, and then you have bioactivity. And they're kind of parallel. And, and if you have no solubility, if your solubility is very low, then your bioavailability is going to be low. And of course, bioactivity would drop also. So the from the formulating standpoint, we have to have these herbs in at effective levels in a form that our body can use at levels that it really needs, and it has to have an effect. And that's the thing about the uh, the formulations have to have a great bioactivity and that's what we have here and it's just really nice it's nice to talk about it um it's nice to have the opportunity to you know have people understand it um there's very few sources out there as you well know dave that's why we're having this uh, this chat here there's very few sources where people can go and get something high quality and i know you and i are on the same page there's a big world out there with billions of people and if adaptogens are um, in any way, if they impact people's lives on a, on a personal level like this, it'll have more effect than almost any program. I believe it'll have more effect than any program we've ever heard of. It'll be better than healthcare system because it's a preventative system. And the net savings to humanity and to the fiscal issues will be great. So we are doing a good work. Uh, I'm really happy to be able to talk about this. Thanks, Shane. Uh, you got it. Now we're up at the end of the show. And Tom, you've already answered this question, so I'm going to target it to Dan. So Dan, if someone came to you today and said, look, I want to know the three most important things you know about that can help me perform better. Like I want to kick ass at life, do these three things. What would you recommend? What would I recommend? Well, I would recommend just exactly one we've been talking on the show. I would say adaptive, but primarily I would even start earlier. I would say use a probiotic to increase your microbiome. The, the, the diversity in your microbiome and your digestive system is the foundation of your health. So I would tell people to make sure that they use a very good diverse probiotic. Then I would say to use the adaptogenic elixir that we have here, which is a prebiotic and adaptogen. It's going to help the probiotics work and, and, and do their job. And it's also going to increase our cellular resistance. We call it functional cellular integrity. And then, of course, stay hydrated, uh, try to have a good, healthy lifestyle, and uh, you know, it keep our brains, I mean, that's the, the uh, control center, right? So we wanna keep our minds and our bodies working together. All these things are gonna help. So stay hydrated, use a good probiotic, absolutely use adaptogens in your life. And then, you know, like you mentioned, get out there and do it. The thing that I have to say about it from an American standpoint is don't be lethargic. Use your body. If you want your body to be there for you, you need to be there for it. You need to put your body through, you know, some exercise and just be out, take walks, you know, enjoy it. Go out with your wife, your girlfriend, and just enjoy things together and don't be a couch potato. Uh, I, I, I see this too much. I get a lot of kids coming to jujitsu class and their parents just are desperate to just get them away from the TV and away from the video game. And, you know, they get in there and they start tumbling around and doing good, healthy things. And that is a big factor. I've seen that in and of itself is wonderful. So those are the three things, Dave. I hope that answers your question. Thank, thanks very much. I, I appreciate it. And uh, thanks for being on Bulletproof Radio. Thanks, Dave. If you enjoyed today's show, consider coming to the Bulletproof Conference because you'll get a chance to meet Tom and Dan in person there. Um, they'll, they'll be there uh, with Sunhorse. 
And uh, just go to bulletproofconference.com, check it out. And while you're at it, head on over to bulletproof.com. We've got some new stuff on the website that you haven't seen before, a brand new website and a new points system that you can use. So when you get Bulletproof stuff, you can get increasing levels of discounts as well as a bunch of other bonuses like some extra time with me and things like that. So definitely head on over to Bulletproof.com and consider the Bulletproof Conference October 23rd through 25th in Pasadena at the Convention Center. We're expecting a 1,000 biohackers to attend. Dozens of companies with stuff you can play with, touch, and experience, and it's going to absolutely kick ass. I'll see you there. Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.